So I mentioned earlier that the prisoner and Nomi are kind of dual compass with one beginning the book and the other completing it. And that their characters um, kind of helped to form each other uh, as I was writing them. So I wanted to select a passage to read to you that speaks to this. And uh, it's a very short excerpt. It takes place one February in 1936 and the prison, the prison ship SS Nood is about to dock. So this is from the book. Nomi and Z were not the only ones come to witness a new batch of prisoners arrive. As the SS Nood heaved into the harbor, the jetty was crowded. It happened nine times a year and the crowd was always there to watch the giant ship dock sullenly and sluggishly after a four day trek from Calcutta. It took longer if she stopped to pick up prisoners in Madras and Rangoon along the way. She wore black as though always in mourning. She was the namesake of the Daryainu, the Sea of Light, the first ship to carry prisoners to the colony and herself a namesake. The Daryainu was one of the largest cut diamonds in the world and was last seen on King George V just before his death. Unable to part from the diamond, even in the next life, he swallowed it, or so people said. The ship was shrouded in no less mystery. On her return from the islands to Calcutta one day, she disappeared, leaving no trace of herself or her crew. The SS Nood carried a heavy burden. Not only did she transport men and women to a life unknown, but she followed in the wake of a haunted ship and a fatal gem. No wonder she moaned and swayed and looked the other way. Z liked to tell Nomi that one day someone would find pieces of the vanished Daryai Noor and that someone would be him. You can't swim, Nomi always replied, to which he countered, Psh. Now, Z rolled on the balls of his feet, hands scrunched in pockets, while Nomi inspected them all. I and White Paula were there, were not there nor were her parents. They never came. Their father said he could not bear to watch others being sent to an island where no God watched over them, only men did. As the prisoners disembarked, the only European doctor of the settlement, who was really a horse doctor, pushed through the crowd. He was followed by the only European nurse who wore a blonde ponytail that swung. They examined each prisoner briefly before hurrying away. Next, they waited for the special police to arrive. There are women, said Z. Nomi had also noticed. Look at that fat one, he said, chained to the skinny one. The skinny one had the most difficulty standing upright. Her eyes were mostly shut and already she looked like a ghost. She will get the fever first, said, me, said Z. That's mean, answered Nomi. You see, Z boasted. The special police arrived, led by the superintendent of the jail, Mr. Howard, for whom I worked. A steady whisper extended through the crowd as the prisoners frog marched up the hill to the jail, a mat rolled on each head and an iron bowl on each mat. Too many who watched had never stopped living it, the climb to the hill's summit to one of the 693 cells, the days and nights creeping from one end to the next, 13 and a half inches by seven inches, 
a smallness buried deep in the folds of the brain where it grew, oh, it grew. Then the sound of the heavy grill door as it slammed shut and the three step snap of a latch system to puzzle even the niftiest thief. Equally dreadful was the unsnap for then it might be the jailer, the terrible Sillian who was born to never die. And even before all of this, at the entrance to the jail, the high wall garlanded with manacles, shackles, iron belts, and implements of torture impossible to name, each warped into figures more gruesome than the next. They could not forget the day this sight was first encountered, when the science of bondage dangled inches ahead to pass through the gates meant to never return the same. In the midst of all the twisted metal hung a clock bearing the words of the designer of the jail, whose name was never learned, but whose words were tattooed on even the hearts of those who could not read. A mill for grinding rogues honest. Because it was true they had been ground and when they witnessed the grinding of others, they were ground again. Everyone who once lived in the jail now lived in a time when all times were simultaneously present. Sooner or later, their children would come to know. But today, Nomi had come to the jetty to observe a spectacle, not to understand why her father was the way he was. 218D, Z whispered as the row of prisoners passed them, a wooden tag dangling beneath each chin. D for dangerous. She must have killed someone. The fat one? Nomi whispered back. No, Z shook his head. You see. Prisoner 218D was gathering the heavy chains around her like a skirt. How did she get here, Nomi wondered. And even as she thought it, Nomi was sure of it. She would always be sure of it. The prisoner turned her head and looked straight at her. So I'll end there. Thank you.